Keep it. Are we recording? Yes, sir. I can see we're going to start fighting already. Hi, guys. My name is Mr. Dominic Trist. Thanks a lot for hanging out with the K101 podcast. We're going to do Consent Pod Violations Part 2. And we have a full house and Wall Street, who's going to be my nemesis today. We'll talk about consent violations right now. The K101 podcast is intended for an adult audience, exclusively for people who are both mature and intellectually self-aware enough to comprehend the gravity and the responsibility of the sexual content contained in the discussion that follows. Those under the age of 18 are requested and expected to discontinue this feed now. I know you're going to dig this. I'm hoping you're going to dig this because when Wall Street presents shows like this to me, I go, oh man, we're going to fight. It's going to be argumentative and shitty. We're going to brawl. I hate brawling with my brother. But, you know, hey, it's Rock'em Sock'em K101 this week, so fuck it. Saturday morning. Guys, to my right, your stage left over on Randy Andy. We've pulled her out from underneath the big conference table here and here. Uh, this this is roomier than, than yes. the last one. You know, fewer legs to have to dodge and you know curl around. This is good. This is if I had a nickel, <laughs> <laughs> fewer legs to dodge. Cersei <laughs> <laughs> and Nuts, how are you? I'm doing all right. I like that top. Thank you. I like the top underneath the corset is nice. I like that. It's very sheer. Mm-hmm. Very Catwomany almost. <laughs> <sighs> Do the thing. Do, do. Yeah, that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I giggle like a little girl. I know that's sexist, but it's like... Over in the Venetian Gallery, Isaac and Faye. Hey. Bandit and Vixen. Hello. How are you guys? We had a party under the table this week. It was a party. We had a sleepover at the studio. We had a lot of enthusiastic consent. (laughs) Running the interactive chat today, Wall Street. Existence is the biggest consent violation of all. People ask Pretty Tied Up and I, why didn't you have kids? I said, no baby ever asked to be born. I didn't ask to be part of this flesh prison, but here I am. You think about that. Yeah, we're thinking about that. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. That's what I want to ponder on a Saturday morning. (laughs) Over on my video producer chair is Chapin. I think I need to go get the fire extinguisher from Duck from upstairs because this is going to get really heated. It's going to get heated. I I turned off the heater over here. We don't even need it. I just hold my hands off. Wall Street's right here off camera. Yeah, he's he's between you and me. Yeah, I see. He's glowing. He's absolutely glowing. Sound engineer for this morning's show is KMFD Mike. I am so happy to be here. I'm happy to be alive, Wall Street. I'm the greatest. <laughs> I'm up happy. He actually right. sent an email. It was like, yes. hey, I want to be born. You, you, can't, Today. you can't put a lion in a cage and expect him to be grateful for the shelter you gave. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> you suck. You and your logic. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and crack open a can of... All this great enlightenment. That'd be great. So, you remember we, did, remember we did that show a while ago, How to Tell If You're a Masochist, and we had like 10 points, and one of them was You Love the Drama. Yeah, that's me. I love <laughs> the drama. Uh, no, so, so this is going to be both heavy but also very lighthearted yeah. because there is going to be some discussion. But it's fun discussion because I love discussion because it, it – it, it brings out new ideas. Yeah. And, and if we do it right, we all learn something. You know, I like to say there's a difference between understanding and ag- – did somebody just fart? No, that was I heard a. All right. It was a chair. And just like that, we go from serious to fart jokes. Okay. Fart jokes are funny. They are. I'm not going to say that. I'd like to think there's a difference between understanding and agreeing. 
Agreeing is obvious. Yes, you and I agree. We both think the same thing. We have the same point of view. Yes. Understanding is we have different points of view. However, I, I can see how you've approached it. You're still wrong, but at least I know where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> there are flaws in your logic, but I understand where your logic is. <laughs> Ladders, tables, and chairs. Oh, my. Ladders, tables, and chairs. Oh, my. In part one of consent violations, we talked about the definition of consent, and we talked about how to recognize if someone has experienced a consent violation and responses to it. Um, Today, we're going to talk more about common consent violations, namely those that we don't think would be consent violations, and then uh, how to respond if you are accused of a consent violation. As I mentioned in last show, there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. You do it the wrong way, things are going to go sideways. You do it the right way... Everyone kisses and makes up, and we're fine. Um, <laughs> Unless so that's the violation. We got two articles, one of them from, from Kinkley. Um, Cersei, did I find this Kinkley article, or someone else give it to me? I know I put it... I... I'm trying to remember. I think you found it. All right. It's a really great article, and, and we'll put it in the chat. And also another one from Teen Vogue, which is, holy shit, I'm a 40-year-old man, and I just want to read <laughs> Teen Vogue. I know that sounds creepy, but we've pulled stuff from them. They are very forward thinking yes. particularly when it comes to sex and considering they're talking to 16 17 18 year old women like they're giving you, teen vogue is giving you the information they're not getting from school and their parents yes <laughs> go on all right so I, w- I will say before we get started as i mentioned off air consent is a concept or what a consent violation is a concept that swings like a pendulum yeah. <laughs> over the last 50 years we were all the way on one side and I think we've come all the way to the other side. Now, are we where we need to be? No. That, that, that's, I think that's part of the conversation we want to have. When I talk about the difference between understanding and agreeing, I can see why people would think we're too far to the one side. Yes. And I, I totally respect that opinion. And we may swing back. We may go further. So everything we're going to talk about here is fluid here. You know, as I like right. to say, it's, it could change. Uh, it's like raising children. We're giving you the best information we have. 20 years from now, we're going to find it's all wrong. Right. All right. <laughs> Take what we're about to say with a grain of salt. As, as long as we acknowledge it now. Yes, exactly. Um, so from Kinkley, we start with the nine common consent violations. Now, I know this is a hot-button topic between you and I, uh, Mr. NBT, and I actually ran into this issue with my mother about a week and a half ago, um, pressuring children to hug. So let me give you a little side story. Um, pretty tied up and I, we had the day off from work, and we went to go visit my, my mom and my niece. Um, and my, my mom was telling me a story about the five-year-old and the eight-year-old. The five-year-old we were visiting, the eight-year-old was at school. Okay. The five-year-old, the eight-year-old was was at the island working on something, and the five-year-old snuck up behind her and gave her a huge hug, like "I love you, big sister." And the eight-year-old like lost her shit, like just started screaming, like "Don't touch me!" Like wanted to be left alone. Mm-hmm. And where I thought the story was going was my mother was, "Hey, eight-year-old, you you know, it's okay, five-year-old. Sometimes people don't want to all that shit." And where instead where it went was. To the eight-year-old, don't you ever turn down a hug. Your sister loves you. You should always accept her. I'm like, all right. I look up pretty tied up. I'm like, well, that is not where I was hoping where it would go, but knowing my parents, not unexpected. <laughs> so there's two sides to this point. And as I mentioned, I understand, but I don't agree. So let's talk. You, you, let's, told, you told me to hang in there for you. Right. So now here's where I hear. Okay, good. Because I'm waiting for you to get friends. to it. I get it. I get oh. it. I do. Um, and we talked a little bit of this in, in a group chat. Children are children. By definition, they're unable to consent. Now, we can argue where the age of consent is. Obviously, for laws, it's 18. For bodily autonomy, as far as, like, can I have sex or can I donate an organ or can I make medical decisions, it tends to be around 12 or 13. Like, little kids, I totally they, – they, they don't have the capacity to make their own decisions. I 100% understand why you would encourage 
siblings to give hugs and kisses because you're trying to foster a friendly, loving, familial relationship. I'm absolutely on board with that. Okay. Here's the here's the flip side of that argument why I don't agree. There's information that shows that while that's well-intentioned, it causes problems later in life. That even at ages as young as three, four, five, while you're sending the message, it's great to have hugs and kisses. Even at that age, what you think you're saying is it's great to love people. What you're telling them is if you're in college and a skeevy guy touches you, you're not allowed to say no. And and yep. I see you're kind of thinking that, and I, I'm thinking maybe you don't buy into that, and that's nope, okay. sure don't. That's fine. <laughs> Facts don't care about your feelings. No, correlation <laughs> is not causation. If I want to raise my children right. and teach them how to love and accept right. love and accept love in a healthy manner, right. that's on me. Right. Accepting love that you don't want, that's something very different that I can also teach my kids how to do. Right. When we're talking about teaching my children how to love in a healthy manner, mm -hmm. part of that is when you're talking about familial love, yeah. you should be able to accept that. Now, that's not to say if someone's being creepy or if someone's being an asshole, you know, I have to just tell my kid, hey, go, go hug, go hug uncle whatever his name is, because, you know, uncle, yeah. uncle, whatever, everybody's got that uncle. You know, if it's uncle's whatever his name is, then, yeah, by all means, fucking draw a line there. But that's on me as the parent who's watching my child. Yeah. I should be paying attention to what that looks like all the time. Mm -hmm. And when something like that happens, I should be also the one teaching my child, hey, this is an instance where maybe not so much love. Mm -hmm. But it's on me as the parent to raise the child to teach them how to accept love, healthy and what it looks like when it's not healthy. So let me ask you this. How how are we discerning healthy versus unhealthy love? Who's right. making that decision? Well, when it comes to the people that I love and trust in my own family, yeah. then I can teach my children, these are people you can love and trust, and this is how you respond to love with the people that you love and trust. So you're telling your child these people are safe and these people aren't? Until they can make that decision on their own, yeah. Okay. What age is that, in your opinion? I think that's different for everybody. You what know your, you you know your child more than I do. I don't right, know how what it is, In your experience with your children, what age was that? I don't know exactly where my daughters knew. I mean, I, I can go back to saying, like, it, at age five, six, seven, so they knew there were people that you don't just walk up and give hugs to everybody. So here's the counter-argument. If you're telling them who they can and cannot hug... They're never going to develop that ability on their own. Uh, you're operating under the you're operating on the assumption I'm going to do it for them now and then they'll figure it out later. And the I, I, no, I I I you just you just them. said you just said I, I help them figure it out when they're younger and right. as they grow. Are you helping them? Or are you telling them? Because there's two different things. Wall here. Street. I have a comment when you're All right. Vixen, jump in there. I can see. You. I don't want to spend six hours on this. <laughs> Go ahead, jump yeah. on. That's, hey, that's why we have microphones in the penis gallery. So devil's advocate. And again, my I job, know I come from. I know I come from a dark place where, like, families are not all good, right? Right. right. But devil's advocate, um, it's very common for the best, most loving parent to still not be 100% aware Absolutely. that someone that they think is a good person in the family is not a good person. Right. Hey, I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. So, like, I came from a family where I was told to respect and love everyone who was my elder, but specifically the ones in my family, mm -hmm. when in fact the ones in my family were the ones that were most dangerous to me. Okay. And I had a parent that was very watchful, very, she wasn't a helicopter parent, but 
very mindful. Right. And yet, um, she had no idea. Yeah. The Look, I, I have one of those people right. in my family that yeah. someone that just kind of raises a red flag with me every once in a while. Yeah. All right. I, I have a ridiculously open line of communication between me and my daughters and my kids. So my kids know, hey, if there's any kind of question, you come talk to me. Right. And I am also one of those parents who will talk to my kids about anything. My 17-year-old wants to talk about sex. I'll buy a fucking vibrator myself if that's what has to happen. So I would, re- I would much rather have that conversation than just draw a blind eye to it. And leave her out there twisting in the wind. So you are teaching them both to feel ownership of their bodies. Absolutely. As well Absolutely. as um, yeah. this isn't be willing just, to this show isn't, that love. This isn't the willy-nilly, hey, this person's blood-related to you, so you have to accept hugs. You're yes. allowed to have body autonomy. I would absolutely, I encourage yeah. that. I thought so. But that doesn't mean that I don't teach my children that accepting familial love is a bad thing. If something happens beyond familial love, you better fucking say something because I have a pickup truck that I can just tie that uncle to, drag him wherever people well, won't find my his My question body. is this. Are you telling your family members they have to hug or are you saying, I trust this person, you should hug them? Because there's two completely different things. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, you, me and Faye, it's, you know, in our household, you love your, your, your family members and all like that and I know all households are different. Right. But you love the family members in your household. But you don't force them to hug. Right. But you make sure they show love to each other. Yeah. Right. Outside of that household, they make their own decision on which family members or even not even family members they show that love to. If they want to be distanced with it, that's their choice. Yeah, you can never tell. I mean, they're family members. I mean, these are people you knew your whole life, but it's – you don't – even though they're your family, I mean, statis- statistically, one in three have been molested. A woman has been molested – within one of three women and unfortunately some of those fall within your own family yeah. and yeah. it's scary yeah. yeah one more quick point because we're already 11 minutes in the yeah. show and we're still on point one um i have a comment too so go ahead oh i'm sorry i didn't even say, I, I don't have eyes uh, in the back of my head go no on, no please. sorry um to to uh uh mr nominal trist's point something that you're not bringing forward wall street one of the things that is is ingrained, at least in fatherhood for me, is to be the example that that I want my children to see that they uh, that they grow up in terms of when you receive love, you should compare it to what your dad loves. When you see family, this is the family to which I tried to create for you. Nobody's perfect. Nobody can. Every example that you guys have given is 110% true. Uh, there's no way to be able to be yeah, I'll, I'll, omnipotent to the point to which I can give you the greatest of things without risk. I'll be, go ahead. I'm sorry. Finish. Um, but at, at the same time, you, you have to understand that is the soon as soon as we give up, the fathers give up the desire to create that. That okay, yeah, you don't have to. It's complete. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. You can go over and 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 you know don't leave me out of it. It's okay. Dad ships. A lot of fathers, at least the way that I've learned what they are, will go away. I'll be the first one to say. The just go ahead and accept everybody's love that that or or give love freely that has gotten me into consent violations. I, I've done that. I I that when I talked about it during the last show, I actually did a consent violation in this studio. I'm, for those of you who know me, it happens a lot. I give hugs and kisses when people leave. I kissed somebody on the cheek one day in the studio, and they got pissed off, and rightfully so because I didn't ask. I just it was this person had done something very nice for me. And it was time to say goodbye. And when I gave them the hug that I usually give them, I slipped a peck of the cheek on the side just as a, hey, I love you. Thank you so much. I really appreciated that. 
And that person was like, whoa, we are not just going to gloss over that consent violation. I was like, oh, shit. Did I? Well, you know, for the record, if you had kissed me on the face cheek rather than the ass cheek, I wouldn't have been as mad. You always tell me to kiss your ass. Wall Street, you always say kiss your ass. So I just figured that's where I was supposed to go. One quick point I just want to make. Perception perception is the lens through which we view reality. This is my perception, so this is my reality. Real quick, I apologize profusely to that person. and, And I, you know, and I'll never make that mistake with that person again. This is my perception, so this is my reality, and if it's not anyone else's, I understand that. So I'm just going to speak from my personal experience. The five-year-old, when we left that house, gave me five hugs before I left. And Mm -hmm. she always gives me hugs all the time. And I'm convinced the reason that she gives me hugs is because when she was two and when she was three, I would get down at her level and I'd say, sweetie, I'm leaving. Can I have a hug? I'd really Mm -hmm. like one. But if you don't want to give it, that's okay. And and occasionally she would say, "Mm -mm." I said, okay, well, maybe next time. And she'd go, okay. Because at such that young age, I taught her that she can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. She trusts me. Yeah. And now she will give me that hug without even asking. That's beautiful. I, I'm tried, not saying it's wrong. I'm saying yeah, it's different. I, I've tried to do that with all of my nieces and nephews. And you know, um, I, I, I'd like a hug. Are you giving hugs today? Yeah. Can I have a hug today? If not, all right, cool. Next time. But because, yeah, as, as someone who was taught, you have to hug Grandma. You have to hug you know, that uncle. I have to hug that uncle? Yeah. Eh, I want to hug that uncle. Grammy's going to pinch my cheeks and it hurts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to number two, or else mustache. this is going to be a 16-hour yep. show. Some of these are fucking no-brainers. This is number two. Tickling. Or touching. Let's just not touch people. You know, it was, it was like if it's wet and it smells and it's not yours, don't touch it. Yeah. If any of those three things. You want to avoid Ebola? That's how you do it. Yeah. If it's wet and not yours, don't touch it. Yeah, well, if an uncle <laughs> wants to tickle you and you told him no, yeah. I've also sent my uncle oh, yeah. to his knees. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, that, that, that's one I'll, you know, I'll tell my girls anytime. If, if, if uncle so-and-so wants to give you a tickle and you don't want to tickle, break his fingers. I'll show you how. <laughs> I've I've also already need uh, a man a family member in the groin because I did not want to be tickled. Yep. That's right. She, she put that guy's balls in his throat. Yeah. <laughs> Fetish my only urge to put my balls in my throat for tickling her. Now, regarding tickling, I will say this, a little asterisk because this is a kink show. Um, there are certain things that are kind of predetermined. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a brat. There is a certain spot on Doll's bod- body that on her if bod. a bod <laughs> that if you tickle it, she will go fucking ballistic. Are you and now, I, now we gotta go find it. Thanks. I, no, I, I'm not gonna tell you because you I can hear the I can hear the Jeopardy music in my head. <laughs> if I tell I know you, it's over there. Next time I come in the studio, it's just gonna be my head on a plate. And she'll be like, <laughs> I fixed the problem. Um, Reese's peanut butter cup jammed in his mouth. When I when I, when I saw her a couple weeks ago. Exactly. So she knows, like, I get one touch. I get to do it once. She punches me very hard, and that's the end of it. But that is our dynamic. Like, she knows, like, you get one freebie, and then uh, then it's a consent violation. So I think, again, but still, she has technically consented to that. So sometimes... Just yeah. one. So, and we, we mentioned this just in show one, is that sometimes what look like consent violations have actually been pre-consented to. So let's right. just, let's keep that in mind because, you know, kink is different than the vanilla world. Right. Uh, and all of these were based upon a vanilla setting. Okay. Um, kissing without consent. Again, like I feel like That's this the is, one I got nailed for. <laughs> this is something that, that 1950, 19, 1980, hell, I'll even go as far as like 2000. Maybe this was probably, like, I feel like in 2021, we- we have beaten this to the point where it's 
we we need to be very specific and just say let's let's just not do this and it burns me up um because this is like one of my pet peeves that we still in 2021 send the message that this is okay like you turn on any julia roberts rom-com fuck that cunt there i said it and it's like (laughs) i have a personal vendetta against her i don't care he doesn't want to no like i don't that that would be a great punishment scene doll would be like i want you to fuck julia roberts i'd be like no julia roberts gets to wear the strap on this week All right, I need doll, I need jinx, and a red wig. Okay. (laughs) Keep threatening me with a good time. All right. (laughs) I told you this would be fun. We're having fun. Uh Uh-huh. I'm like right on the line, though. You know, and it comes back that women are gatekeepers of sex. Nuh-uh. Nuh-uh, yeah. And men are expected to take it. We're not supposed to ask for it. So kissing, we... Uh, I don't want to say we're supposed to take it. There are plenty of women who want us to take it. I would say that it's I, negotiated. Don't get me wrong. Right. It's not like I'm just like run up in there all willy nilly with my dick swinging in the wind. That's not, not how we're doing it. I'm not saying they don't want to take it. Maybe this is this is we're gonna do when we do the gatekeepers of sex episode. We'll touch more on this. But I I think <laughs> there are women. I'm not gonna say how many because I don't know. I'm not. It could be one percent. It could be a hundred. I'm not gonna put a foot in my mouth. And I, I know there are women because I've spoken to them mm-hmm. who think it's unsexy when a guy asks for consent. They right. want a man to just take her. And I'm like, you're asking for problems. Yeah. After you get to know the person, then you say, hey, you don't have to ask anymore. Yep. You want, But right off the bat. First date, not a good idea. Not a good idea, no. a good idea on the first date? Not a good idea. We're going to a village people show. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> Young man, there's no need to fill down. All right. Yeah. Um, now we're starting to get to some of the quote unquote gray areas, mm-hmm. like kind of stuff that's not as obvious. Okay. Um, for the swingers in the group, um, I think this is probably a, a big hot topic, and, and um, I know SOS has spoken a lot about this. Pineapple Club has spoken a lot about this, and I'm glad the article brings it up. Uh, taking or sharing photos without asking. Every meet and greet that we've been to, I'm not talking about the club. You don't bring your fucking phone in the club, or else you lose your fingers. Um, you don't take a photo unless you have the consent of every person who's in that photo, including the guy all the way at the bar who's probably stuffing a drink down his throat who doesn't even know the photo's being taken. Right. Like, there's a reason that when we go to a meet and greet, if you want to do a group photo, you get against a back wall where there's no one behind you, and then you take the photo. Um, Particularly, it's not so much of the taking of the photo per se as it is now we have physical, digital, tangible evidence that something happened, and it's the second part, which is the sharing of the photo. Yeah. Like, you shouldn't be sharing information online unless people have said, yes, it's okay that it's out there. because. There was a time where your physical image was not considered your property. We're at the point where the pendulum's over here where, like, just your physical likeness, like, it's the whole concept of copyright. Yeah. Your physical likeness is your property, and you have a say on how it can be distributed. I'm sure you and Emily Lewis could tell fucking stories through oh, yeah. photography on, like, when and how you cannot distribute that shit. Yeah. Um, for the kinky people, it becomes really kind of troublesome because it's one thing to get a group photo of us hey we're having a party versus hey whoosh, we're having a party like you know, <laughs> yeah. attire background that all kind of paints a picture that's how every blackmail scheme ever started hey hey real quick are we at we're at 20 you want to you want to knock this out in 10 or you want to oh, we're definitely not knocking this out in 10 so all let's right. let's um yeah let's just go now since you since you paused actually no let's do one more and then we'll because this okay. is because this is related to number four okay uh, consuming celebrity info obtained without permission. Like, so if you remember, there was the big Sony uh, leak, there was the big Apple iCloud hack, and many people 
celebrities, I have an issue with this one. namely Jennifer Lawrence, had their personal and private photos leaked all over the internet, and everyone was sharing them online. Like, that's not cool. That's not cool. It's not. Like, I get it that you know if you're taking a photo again, your image is your likeness. Mm-hmm. Particularly the fact it was literally stolen. Like she had it in right. a digital vault. Somebody cracked the digital vault, took it without her permission, and then spread it across the internet. That's one of those, like, I don't understand how anyone could think that would be okay. Right. All right. I'm with you on that one. Okay. The deep fakes. Deep fakes is it's one of those area. gray areas that, yeah. yeah the deep fakes are, right? No. I right. don't even know where I stand right. on that. Deep fakes, think, uh, go back to your last Super Bowl. We just had a Super Bowl. There was the Super Bowl commercial that had Saquon Barkley's head. And who was the other one? John, was it John? Not, I don't remember. Uh, who is it? Who's the Cleveland Browns? Oh. Um, other football player. Uh, yeah. oh, shit, why am I drawing a blank? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Famous Baker Mayfield. A. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, it's Baker Mayfield and Saquon Barkley took that. their heads, these pro athletes, and put them on interns' bodies with it was pretty funny. With, with, yeah. with, with football pads. Yeah, and you look at it and you go, that's clearly not Baker Mayfield. Yeah. That's clearly not Saquon Barkley. But they, the, they, the, the, both of those athletes did voiceovers so they could match the voice yeah. to the picture, which was attached to this body. Yeah. So if I take a picture of Jennifer Aniston's face and I slap it on Fetish, Me- Fetish Model Emily Rose's body, oh, that's a deep fake. <laughs> it's gotten. If deep. I'm watching that, yeah. like let's just say, I mean, it's it's really good. Like it's it's more than just photos. It's actually like fucking videos. Like I it's basically take, I make take, your own porn now. I it's crazy. Sh- I could shoot a video of fetish model Emily Rose, take a picture of Jennifer Aniston's face, and digitally map it, put it on markers on fetish model Emily Rose's head, and all of a sudden, the porn that I'm shooting now looks like Jennifer Aniston's actually yeah. doing it, even though there's tattoos all over her body, and you know that's clearly not her body. If I'm consuming that, is that? I, I don't know. Is that I mean, a consent violation? The, the, the snarky answer, which, you know, everything I say that's snarky actually has an element of truth in it. And the snarky answer is as long as you're masturbating to her body and not her face. And, and I, that's snarky, but, <laughs> but, but think about that for a minute. Like, if I'm jerking off to Emily Rose's body, does it matter? Because it's not Jennifer Aniston's body. How did like, you find the video? Yeah, and that's... So, so now I have to figure out my search terms, and that's what makes the yeah, consent violation. I, I, I don't know. I'll be honest. You know, I don't have all the answers. When I when I don't, I lie and There's say too I do. But areas in that one. I'm working on it. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, like, is it the consent the individual who's watching it or whoever hosted this shit and allowed that that crap to be there? <laughs> I mean, both. Then, then which, is it the body consent or is the face consent? You know, it's it's just too many gray areas. Well, well the the is argument the is fake consent violation. <laughs> yes. The the argument is that the body it could be yeah the person in the video the actual body like they consented to the video Ugh. like they they said it's okay to do this so they where the, the they might have okay that's my argument okay. now, now in, in oh, fetish model Lily Rose's case she'll say no that's right. my body I'm getting paid for that fucking video I'm getting the credit for it right so guys plagiarism has been a big thing for writing for years right it was going to go to video we had the technology yeah now we do so (laughs) at this point they're not giving as long as you what is it for plagiarism now as long as five different words are changed within a paragraph it's or is it still what is it what is it you know i'll have to look up exactly what it is but i mean it's a it's a 
it, you can't define it that you, you know, I don't like that argument, and I'll tell you why. Because plagiarism is taking someone else's work and claiming it is your own. If I take Jennifer Aniston's face on Emily Rose's body and I say, this is Jennifer Aniston's face on Emily Rose's body, I have not claimed it as my own. I have cited my sources. It's, it's not plagiarism. It's a violation of work. I've cited my sources. <laughs> now I'm going to get to work. <laughs> It's yeah. still a violation of work. I can't yeah. agree with you. You you've created something. I, I and and whether or not it's artistic or whether or not it's writing. Oh, it's or artistic. Whether or not, or whether I assure not it's a video you. Video or whether or not it's anything. It's gonna be fucking I, magic in a you minute. You are you are being plagiarized it if is, you do fraud. a deep fake. Yeah, I, I'm not disagreeing that it's fraud. They're I just don't know if it would be anymore. plagiarism. Like, you can right. search it up and you can find scenes where a woman had her towel on her and they photo edited that out. And now her boob. Now there's somebody else's boobs on her. So it's. Right. All right, so those are consent violations. Are we all in agreement? Yes. Okay. To some point. I'm not sure how much, but to, there's know. an element there. All right, let's cut to break. All right, so I want to break. You know, go get the fire extinguisher. Now you can go get the fire extinguisher. All right. Hey, there's lots of laughing. No one's fought yet. This is good. Here we go. Break. K101. Shave testicles make me smile. Shave testicles make me smile, too. Where the exit signs are lit. So am I. Oh, hey, a viewer email. All this lube on my hands. Tips, don't fail me now. Dear Hot Life 69, yes, it really is ten and a half inches. Yes, I would love to see your miniature Sarlacc. I had no idea it existed. Can I put my dick in it? Sincerely, Wall Street. Ah, damn it. Nice. Hey, Wall Street, did you get those, uh, your emails to- Whoa! Oh! Oh, um, sorry to interrupt. Did you get those email viewers things answered? Yeah, boss, all finished. Okay, good. K101, now a word from our sponsors. Careful, man! Use it anyway. That's all for hanging out with K1 on the podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Non-Vanilla Trist. We're talking about consent violations, and we're hopefully going to wrap it up because it's been three segments at this point <sighs> over two shows. We're getting tired. Oh, my God. One and a half segments of show. That's so inefficient. Wow. You're right. Could we used it. to do this for three hours in a row. Yeah, but then... One we, show. <laughs> yeah, but then we, yeah, but then we just do one show every two weeks. <laughs> all right. But it's an important Nobody topic. liked it. Moving forward. What's the next one? All right. Uh, this is where we kind of get into some of those gray areas. Yeah. This is where we get the pushback. Yeah, we just had some good gray area. Right the there. old school to the new school. Um, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> if you're ever on Facebook, whether you're monogamous or not, I mean, it's meant for ethically non-monogamous people. But if you're on Facebook, there's a group I love called Are the Monogamous Okay? And it is just post after post of people doing monogamy completely wrong. And this is the kind of thing they would put in that group. Snooping. 
like going through your partner's phone when they're asleep to find out who's messaging them, going through their mail, going through their phone calls. I get the concept that, hey, there should be no secrets between you, which is a fucking bullshit concept. Even though terms. Yes. Negotiated terms. Like I am, you know, maybe it's because I'm polyamorous and the, the rule number one of polyamory is autonomy. I like to say I don't own you and you don't own me. I think everyone is nego- is allowed to have a minimum level of privacy. And if you say what is in this phone is my privacy, you are not allowed to violate it. That should be respected. And newsflash, if you're going through your partner's phone to find text messages, you've got bigger problems. Like snooping – like if you say, okay, you know, if, if you let me look at your phone, then everything will be okay. The fact that you even have to do that, everything is already not okay. Like you need to trust your partner that they're going to tell you when there are problems or they have concerns. And if you can't do that, you shouldn't fucking be together. Just my two cents. Okay. I mean, are there? I don't want to okay, say on you're the other wrong. Side of that, um, yeah, please. I, other I, side. I completely understand what you're saying on that, but um, with me and Isaac, as far as our phones or tablets or anything electronic is concerned, I have his password. He has mine. Pretty much before he was even on Facebook, he was on my Facebook because I got no secrets. I'm not right. hiding a single thing. And that's what you. That's what you're. But that's good our with. relationship. Right. I have nothing to hide. If there's something I'm feeling or wanting to do or something. I can I know I can openly talk to him about mm-hmm. it and we are fine with that. Right. If there's an issue, we're gonna talk about it together. But right. I understand there are couples that want the separation. Yes. But I also know a lot of friendships where the other person wouldn't know their passcode if it was yep. well, <laughs> if, if they had a gun to their head, they could right. not tell them yep. the passcode because I know for a fact the other one is hiding stuff. But See, that's their relationship. But it's not right. right. It, it's funny you say that because pretty shut up and are like that. And the fact that I have all her usernames and passwords, um, but it's not because I don't trust her. It's because she doesn't want to be involved, particularly when it comes to the finances. <laughs> I pay the bills. I manage the investment accounts. I do all that stuff. And I've told her a thousand times I want her to be involved in finances, but I'm not going to force her. All she has to do is come to me and say, Wall Street, can you tell me what my username and password is? Boom. Here it is. Mm-hmm. Like she trusts me. And she's like, I don't want to deal with that shit. But she knows the door is always open. Right. I understand the concepts of sharing everything. And it's a great thing on paper. But every single time I get older, every on year paper. that I exist, I recognize there's something inside of me that screams to be able to not lose my own spine. Yeah. I can go do something on my own without asking for permission, without asking for something. And if I want to post something about it, I can. If I don't want to post something about it, I shouldn't feel like I have to, to be able to show that I have value at, and, and that I should be trusted. It's it's a weird dynamic. I understand both sides of it. I'm just expressing mine. So I, I say this out of love and respect, Isaac and Faye, but the whole poly community hates you right now. And I say that because when fine. we... You can tell me to fuck off. When, when we put you in the group chat, you committed the cardinal sin, which is you have a joint Facebook profile. No, I don't. I no, have I mine. He has his. He just... Before I, he got one, he right. was just on mine just but, because he didn't have but one. But both your names are in it, though, right? It's her, it's, both our middle names. Both our names are on his, but yeah. just because... That's only because my work follows people's Facebook. Okay, all right. Yeah. And if my name was my, my Facebook thing, I know people would be stalking me from work, and yeah. it's not it worth it. It causes problems. There's reasons you would have that. Like, I get that. You know, again, maybe it's my background as a polyamorous person. We put autonomy number one. Like, we know when someone wants to join our group, if they have a joint Facebook profile, that's an immediate uh-uh. 
because not always, but 95% of the time, that's a sign that that couple has trust issues. Like if you can't let your partner do what they want to do and not talk to them about it, then that's... Man, look at that. All that non-trusting you guys do over there. Shame on you. But again, it's what Everybody's you have negotiated open. with your you partner. You have your own opinion. <laughs> Yeah, I'm fine with mine. Yeah, you're allowed to be wrong. Okay. But yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I do. All right, I'm just having fun yeah. at this no, point. Yeah. I'm just playing. I do have friends or know people that have a joint Facebook because it's oh, I gotta see what you're posting. I gotta oh, see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. It, it could also just be you know, hey, it's it's one it's one account so we can both access it so we're not people don't have to send double messages which is kind of also a pain in the ass. So why would someone need to send double messages? What if I want to talk to you but not Emily Rose? What if I want to talk to Emily Rose but not you? If that's how the dynamic is worked out, then you would be allowed to do that. Okay. Right. But if you wanted to say happy anniversary, <laughs> you'd only have to post it one place if you had a share. So, wow. so, and we can talk about this off camera maybe, but yeah. like people would say that dynamic is inherently wrong. Like there's problems with it. Okay. But again, that's a whole People other topic. To, and you're right, wrong that's for their them. opinion. Yes, it's, yeah. it's, if that's what, wrong for them. What you have worked in your own relationship, that's the rule. And if the rule is you have separate accounts, you don't get to go snooping. If the rule is you have joint accounts and it's open to everything else, great. It's what, what Let, you have agreed. I use the wrong words, forgive me. Not wrong. Unhealthy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I disagree, but okay. Okay. Hey, we're allowed to have different opinions. It's fine. I get it. It's, we're, we're not... Everyone, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a simile here. Different strokes, man. Different yeah. strokes. <laughs> um, spending other people's money without consulting them. Like, really? Dude, seriously? Yeah, I was going to say, that's kind of a no-brainer. It's a douche move. Um, now, pretty tied up in I pool finances. Again, it's more of a she wants nothing to do with it, and she trusts me implicitly, which is great. But uh, my parents are you great. share a bank account? It's out of control. Clearly, you don't trust each other with money. Making it rain. Um, my parents are a great example of this. They have... <laughs> I don't know why my, my dad agreed to this. It's just, I think he's a big believer in happy wife, happy life. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. They, they, don't, they don't make it a saying because, you know, somebody just thought of it one time. They have a joint account, and my mom has her own account. Okay. Ah. And, yeah, no, exactly, right? Um, and my dad has no idea what's in it, and he doesn't know the username and password. And it's he jokes about it. He's like, eh, your mom's got Fort Knox hidden somewhere. She won't tell me about it. Like now, she does that because she that that is money that, and I think it's probably because my father has been the breadwinner. He has always made two to three times what my mom made. So I think it's his way of saying, because I've done, you know, I don't want you to feel um, minimized in this relationship. Right. I want you to have power. So right. if letting you have your own account with own money gives you a sense of power, I'm all for it. I, right. I'd like to think that's what it is. Yeah. Um, now she uses that money for Christmas presents for the kids. Mm -hmm. She uses it for like new tables and chairs for the house. It's just not something that she. It's stuff that she still spends on right. both of them. But right. she gets that power and she gets that right. decision making. Mm -hmm. It works for them. They've been. They'll be celebrating 50 years next year. Yep. So God bless them. <laughs> husband and I, we have a his, hers, and ours. So we have our own separate bank accounts, and then we have a joint bank account. Mm -hmm. Pretty tied up, and I tried his, hers, and ours. It clearly did not work. Yeah. It, we we tried it for a year, and we're right. like, let's just do ours. Okay. It was fine. <laughs> you know, I will say, as someone who works in investments, there's no right one way There's no yep. right way to manage money. It is it is completely well, personal. You. you have to figure it out for you and your partner. Yep. Um, volunteering other people's labor. Um, this is something <laughs> that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. really glad. No, I'm really glad I have friends who understand this concept. 
I joke that my phone is constantly blowing up from people who need help, whether it be advice about kink, whether it be advice about poly, whether it be advice about money, whether it be advice, particularly this time of year, advice about taxes. Like one of the nice things, I feel really honored that so many of my friends consider me an expert. And at the same time, it's like, dude, just like give me like some time. What no one has ever come to me as said, oh, yeah, uh, you've got a problem. Wall Street will take care of it for you. What they've always said is, and this is the way you phrase it, oh, you have a problem? Well, I have a friend, Wall Street. He specializes in this. If you give him a buzz and say, hey, I have a problem. Would you be willing to help me? And that's how it's always approached me. It's like, hey, so-and-so said that you're an expert on this or that you have a good amount of knowledge. Would I be able to pick your brain? And they're not like, do it right now. It's like, let me know when you're free. And sometimes when I'm free is like four fucking days later. Right. There's a difference between saying so-and-so will do it for you versus so-and-so is really capable. Right. Maybe they can help you. And right. then I get to make that decision. Right. As, I like as, it. As someone who has been voluntold for things in the past, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> it's in a Marine Corps. I was voluntold every day. And he being yeah, but you signed up for that. So. I did. Yeah. I didn't um, know there was being voluntold was going to be happening, yeah. though. So. Yeah. <laughs> I did. But yeah, Unknowingly. It's, it's... So did I really give consent? <laughs> you know, I... I, I I will tell you though. Here's it's in the Marine Corps, so old enough. <laughs> I'll share some personal information. We, I, I was watching an episode of Doctor Phil, uh, which kind of shed some light on this. It, when you become that resource, it leads to, I don't want to call it victim syndrome, but there's a there's a better name for it. You develop, whether you realize it or not, and I've seen it in myself. And I told pretty tied up about this, and she's like, "Yeah, no, no fucking clue. Yeah, you've been there. This has been 17 years. Yeah. I've known you, and this you've been this way your whole life. Where the fuck have you been?" <laughs> When people ask you for help, you develop this concept that the world would fall apart without you. And it's not out of ego. It's right. a, I have to do this because you're so used to people saying, I need your help, that now you've, you're almost, you almost guilt yourself into it. Yeah. yeah. And you feel that you've become indispensable. And now you're doing things not because you want to, because it's like you feel like Atlas, if I don't, the fucking world's going to collapse. Yeah. So sometimes you just got to take a step back and be like, Oh, it's still there. Okay, yeah. I guess I'm not as important as I thought I was. Bobby, Bobby, that <laughs> shit drum technique. <laughs> um, number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Moving forward. Thank you, Yoko Ono, for ruining the Beatles. Ah, oh, this is interesting. Um, th this is you know, as the social liberal I am, I, I tend to side with most of these. This is one that I still can't wrap my head around, and we've spoken about it before commenting on strangers looks so this is this is again difference between understanding and agreeing and i understand what this article is saying i don't agree with it but i understand why they're saying it this is the pendulum yes oh, this is where this is one of the few things in this article where i think the pendulum is actually flung too far yeah. we talked about this a couple years ago i think it was right after we got into the new studio there was an article from the economist from 2018 that it was right after uh what's his face it was the me too movement that creepy yeah. guy not Epstein, Weinstein. the other creepy Weinstein. Guy. Weinstein. Uh, the Economist did a survey of millennials, you know, I think at the time it was either 35 to 18 or 40 to 20 or whatever. And they said, what do you consider sexual harassment? Mm -hmm. And one, this, I hear this stat blows my mind. One in four millennials in the workplace, if you, if they, if you were to say, I like your outfit or I like your something, they consider that sexual harassment. And pre-COVID, I, when I would go into the workplace, I would see things on pieces of outfit i'd love i'd see a woman's earrings i'd see her necklace i'd see a gentleman's tie I never fucking said a word to a woman i would get, get in coffee and be like steve love the tie great i would never fucking say a word to a woman because i i didn't and it's gonna you may think i'm overreacting i didn't want to play that game no i'm, I'm exactly the same way yeah you know 
won't say a thing to any of the women that walk through. It's the safe option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on sa- it's sadly the safe option. Now, one thing this article doesn't distinguish, which I, I think when you make this distinction, it's better. And thank yes. you, Danny from HAP, for explaining this to me. They are really good at, at this kind of concept. There's a big difference between, hey, hottie, and I like your blonde. Yes. Even when you comment on appearance, I've always been told, comment on something that the woman had a had control over. Choice in. Yeah, right. have something, this was a great choice. Yeah, don't say, hey, you look great. Be specific. Like, I'll give you a great example. I went to um, uh, Hershey Medical Center to get a CT scan done when I thought I gave myself another, you know. Uh, you hurt yourself. Yeah, that thing, urinary tract infection. Yeah. Yes, I got to stop playing with the cocktail. Um <laughs> And the woman who was taking me back had these long, sharp, grab you by the throat, dark blue fingernails. Like, beautiful. And I just looked at her and I said, I love your fingernails. And she looked at me and she was like, oh, my God, thank you. Like, clearly no one had noticed. Right. Uh, compliment on something that they have chosen in. Mm-hmm. Could be the color of their hair. I love your hair, by the way. Thanks. Color of their hair. The nails. You know, the... Mm-hmm. the the outfit, but details like that's not those are hot ass. Those Just, are you know. some great shoes that you chose to wear. There you go, bingo. Um, when I say I, I understand, but I don't agree. Part of this is the standpoint that you've got to look at it from the person receiving the compliment. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to say if you are hit on or catcalled, they're not mad at you for saying I like your dress. What they're mad at is you're the hundredth person today who has said that, and now they're going to unload on you with both barrels. So while your comment seems very innocent, it's just one little drop in the hourglass and that hourglass is getting ready to explode so it's not your fault per se it's just they've heard it a fucking thousand times and they're tired of it and and where i'm gonna say is and and ladies maybe you can back me up on this um if you give the compliment and then that's the end of the conversation that color looks really great that color that color shirt brings out your eyes and you move on it was a compliment it was fine it was not like that shirt really looks, yeah, it brings out your eyes, and you you linger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And, and then, then that creep vibe starts to go off. It's like, Try no, not no. to set the breasts on fire when you're staring at them. Well, and that's very true. It's yeah. an example. I was walking through a grocery store one day, and there was a gentleman he was walking through with his, like, teenage son or something. They were walking past me, and the guy just kind of stopped, and he just said, excuse me, I just wanted to let you know that you just look very nice today. It was just a simple compliment. He did not mean anything bad from it, and that was the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. He kept going. He just yes. felt like he just wanted to give me a compliment, and mm-hmm. it was actually a very sweet thing that yeah. made my day. Yeah. Okay, Mike. Ladies, uh, how do you have a clock as how long <laughs> they can actually stare at you before yes. the creep thing goes off? What is your we need clock? Specifics. See, yeah, no, no, I, 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 I don't even have a clock. Rubik's cubes. To be, we don't know which one. To be honest, I don't know which way you're twisted today? To so. be honest, I don't even. When I give we a compliment, nine times out of ten, I'm doing something else. So I'll send the comment while I'm working on something else. So there can't be any way in <laughs> hell I'm hitting on you. But that's a nice dress, you know. And then, and then and off you go. So I'm curious about your your time frame. What, what's the inner clock you got? That depends on a lot of different things. Yeah, it really does. You can take it. It's Mercury and Venus is for me. House. I can't even think of a clock. I I separate it out more by um, like a first stranger. I don't find it odd at all for a stranger to make a superficial complimentary comment. Oh, you I don't get offended by t- those? I do not. Believe it or not. Gasp. For, no, for real. It's like if somebody that old. I didn't know. So, yeah, I am old. Yeah. I'm ancient. If somebody said to me, that That's is right, a I beautiful color dress. 
I just wanted to let you know when I was walking through the mall and that was it, that'd be fine. Mm -hmm. If it's the guy that I see every day yeah. when I get my coffee and we've had conversations and the only compliments I get are about how I look, yeah. I start to take it differently. Yeah. Because if the we've had conversations and you've learned who I am as an intellectual, my value system is I value my intellectual nature more than I value how I dress today. Okay. It's not your fault that I okay. have a different value system, but that's why I would take it different. But if, if that person only gets 30 seconds with you when you're getting your coffee, how's, how, how would that person reach out to you? And have an intellectual conversation if I'm only getting 30 seconds. You if, could, if it happens every day, you can learn a lot. Yeah. If, if I, I hate I to call it a relationship, but no, like it is. In, a, in a way, if this person has it's become a casual relationship, yeah, if this person has become more than just the barest of acquaintance, right. I'm in a relationship with the people at Subway who make my sandwiches. Know about me than just that. <laughs> Did you see the news last night rather than, hey, nice dress? You know, right. It's just, it's going to be cold today. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Is it? I do like your point, Cersei, about moving on. Like yeah. when I would be in the office and I would compliment someone on the, it was always in the coffee, in the break room, I'd be making right. coffee. I'd look up, oh, Steve, nice tie. And then go right back to my coffee. Like you don't yes. just, just, oh, okay. Oh, you hear the Sixers one? Cool. All right. It's whatever. Like that's the end of it. So good point. And, and, and th I know there are particularly younger women where that compliment just goes, it sends them right off. It's, yeah. it's too much too far. And I get it because you know they're they're thinking that that's where all the focus is, and and they, they see it as that is the the very start of the slippery slope. Yeah. So if if they're in the process and of being jaded, you know, it, they're they're getting into that whole the rest of my life I'm just jaded at all the men. If that's the age they're at, then you know. And and that's what those that's what bothered me. Both that it was young people, but the one in four. Like if you told me yeah. it was one in ten, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like yeah. holy shit, have we like fucked you up that badly that quickly? Like, ah, oh, I, I feel bad for, like, I, I want to apologize. Like, as a guy, I am sorry for fucking you over right now. Well, I, I will say this on behalf of women that I apologize to guys because I'll tell you what, I know I'm one where I've been on both ends of the spectrum. I mean, it really depends on my mood that day because yeah. I could just be in a shitty mood. And if you're going to give me the wrong compliment at the wrong time, I might smack you in the face. I, I might. But I like your I've shoes. Also... <laughs> I was gonna say, here it comes. <laughs> Look at all the great decisions oh you've made. Again, starting with threatening me with a good talk. Say, look at all the great decisions you've made today. Starting with, thanks for coming into the studio. <laughs> no, but I've also been on the other end of that spectrum where I was in a relationship where I was literally starved for attention. Yep. So the slightest little itty bitty little compliment. You were thirsty. Literally made my day. Yeah, perch, it, perch right up. He had no idea how much mm -hmm. he made me feel good that day. Good. Yeah. Just that one itty bitty little compliment. Yeah. So it's, we are, I'm sorry, we are Rubik's Cubed on some level, but. Okay, so as so, so long as we're all on the same page. Yeah, yeah it's, be respectful about it is all I can say. It's yeah. like, don't linger, it's like stuff like that. Yeah. But and, and I would say. Pay women, attention. You know, <laughs> yeah. It, you know. Before you get up in arms and say, oh, this is harassment, just, I don't want to say check yourself and self-doubt, because if it feels like harassment to you, it's valid and it's a feeling, but just, was this intentional? Is this actually creeper? Right. Or is this, you know, did he say, you know, hey, that dress looks good on you, that or that's a nice color, and moved on? Right. Well, some guys got yeah. brought up 
you are supposed to make a woman feel yes. good. You're supposed to compliment yes. them. It's like, yes. it's how they were brought up. So it's right. not that they're taking right. it to a bad place. Right. It's just. Listen to the tone. Yeah. How much, you know, time. Are there There's a way to say it. go with it. Yes. yes. Body language is also key yes. on this. From both sides. <laughs> <laughs> down boy. Not down so just we're on the same page. We so we're at the twenty minute mark, but that's yep. okay. So we can get this wrapped up yep. in time. So right. this is the part that of the both shows I think is probably the most crucial, and I'm really glad we got to this because I want to talk about it. Um, what to do when you're called out on a consent violation. So I'll share with you a personal story. Literally just last night, um, we got in a little bit of a tiff and hap, and myself as a moderator and one of the other participants got some words thrown across each other, and I had to take a step back, thinking I was in the right and. To a point, I still think I was. I thought I was right. It turns out I was maybe about 10% right, but I was 90% wrong. And I used these tools to step back and be like, you know what? What did I do? What did I say? What did I... And we worked through it. And things are okay. Okay, good. But the point I'm sharing, though, is that everyone does these things. My, I'm no exception. I mentioned there's a right way to handle it and a wrong way to handle it. If you do it the right way, you're going to be fine. If you do it the wrong way, shit's not going to work out for you. Fertilizer's going to hit the ventilator. All right. Wall Street, I'm going to argue one thing. There's a, if you do it right, there's a better chance that it'll be okay. You yes. still have to be received correctly by the other. You're yes. absolutely correct. So yes. thank you for correcting me on that. Yeah. You're right. There's no guarantee it's going to work out. You get a much right. better Even shot. Even if you do everything right. Yeah. Yep. Step one, don't get defensive. Um, pretty tied up, and I like to have what I call five-minute fights. And the fact that something goes wrong, we get angry, we yell, we scream, literally five minutes later, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then we're fine. Like, it's great. Like, we don't do it very often. It happens maybe once or twice a week, and it's like five minutes, which is why we've been together for 17 years. But we fight like any other couple. I used this line on her last night. I said, I'm really glad I wrote this podcast piece because I'm going to use this as an example. So there's a stereotype about timing between men and women. When a woman says, I'm going to do X, and a man <laughs> says, I'm going to do X, usually you know, the, other, the, the thing is when a woman says, I'll call you, she means when I get home. When a man says I'll call you, he means sometime before I die. <laughs> Pretty tied up and I are on completely opposite ends of that spectrum. When she says, can you clean the dishes out of the sink? She means now. now. When I say I'll clean the dishes out of the sink, I mean before next week. <laughs> like, I, I will do it. I'm just, it's... It's, I've not, got, it's, not on my, it's not on my list of priorities I've right got now. eight things to do and it's number eight. <laughs> And I so we got in that argument with her last night about dirty dishes in the sink. It literally lasted five minutes. We both apologized. We moved on because I told her, I said, if you want me to do it now, tell me, do it now. Just use those words. Yeah. Don't expect me to say, because you know me, if you don't give me a time frame, I'm going to do it when it's convenient for me. And that could be four days from now. What I told her was this. If you're accused of a consent violation, Hanlon's razor. Never attribute to malice what can adequately be explained by stupidity. Yeah. Um, hey. Write that down, people. That's very important. That Especially if you're through, dating me. That has gotten me through a lot of problems <laughs> as both someone who has been accused of consent violations but making them myself. Whenever yeah. I get mad at someone Ugh. or have been a victim of them, whenever I get mad at someone, I have to stop and be like, you know, we mentioned the majority of consent violations are assumptions, lack of communication. Was this person being an asshole or was it just they didn't know? No. Yeah. Right. They, they, I, I tell fetish model Lindley this all the time. I was like, look, I understand you, you might be upset with me about whatever I said or did, but- don't attribute it to malice. It's not like I was trying to be an asshole. I'm just stupid sometimes. Yeah. And, hey, brace yourself. You will see this information again. Yes. I'm not getting smarter anytime soon. <laughs> 
I apologize. It will happen again. <laughs> this is going to happen again. I'm going to fuck up. Okay, Mefty. Okay, Mefty Mike. I understand that malice is horrifyingly bad. But let us not say stupidity is this is this young innocent little piece of poop. It is just as bad to be stupid on a regular basis and never learn from if your mistakes. If you're not fixing your mistakes, yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah. then, then, so then that's negligence. That's a whole other that's a whole other pile of shit. Yeah. But my God, consent violations on stupidity. When, when it's consistent stupidity, it's like going, yeah. what the fuck ignorance. are you doing? Yeah. I, I yeah. say ignorance because if if you don't know. That's fine, but if you don't know and then you're told and you do it again because they, oh I'm stupid I forgot. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so then all right, so then, then if we're gonna split hairs, that's where we split it. Okay, yeah. so we're if it's hairs? if it's ignorance, then don't get mad. If you've given the knowledge and they're still doing it, well that's pretty stupid. Yeah. So go ahead and call them out on it. <laughs> to quote Spider-Man, everybody gets one. Yeah, everybody gets one. All right. Um, so if you're the immediate reaction, if you're accused of consent violation is get defensive, like, how dare you accuse me? You are assuming that they think you did something wrong out of malice. When I've been accused of a consent violation, the first thing I do is stop, take a breath. And I think to myself, OK, this person is clearly mad at me. What did I do? And I dump to the default of I probably did something stupid. Like maybe I did do something out of malice, which I found out I have occasionally. And then I've really got to apologize but let's not jump to conclusions. More often than not, when I've committed a consent violation, it's because I didn't know what I didn't know. So let's let's not jump to the how dare you yell at me until we let's give ourselves let's give ourselves the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Let's not be too hard on ourselves right. until a little we bit find of grace out the situation. Here. Right. A little grace. All right. Um, so so don't get defensive. Uh, number two, understand why your partner, the individual who's accusing you of this consent violation, is telling you this. Contrary to popular opinion, people don't call out consent violations because they want to hurt you. It's not a weapon. It's not to say, look what this terrible person did. More often than not, it's one of two reasons. It's either A, they have been hurt and they want you to understand that hurt because when you hurt someone, you want them to know, yeah. hey, I've been hurt and as someone... Do it again. Yeah, as, I'm getting there. As someone that I care about, I want you to know how I feel. The second point... I'll feed you, baby bird. <laughs> The second point, you're absolutely right. Education. This is this is where Doll has given me far more strikes than I deserve. Um, she, you know, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that way too. Um, you deserved every one of those. I deserved yeah, every I did. one of them, and then some. And some on purpose. There's, there's some I still haven't got that you, I deserve. You deserve a punch in the face as well. They're coming. <laughs> she has told me time again, like. I'm telling you these things because I want you, I want you to learn and I want you to be a better person. So it could be, that, you know, the, this communication is not, it's usually not I want to hurt you. It's I've been hurt and I need to be heard. I need to be validated or I'm actually doing this for your benefit. Mm -hmm. I want you to understand what you did so you don't do it again either to me or to other people. That's, it sounds kind of backwards, but this is, this, this is for you, all right, not for me. I, I've done that. Um, here in studio, there have been a couple of times where I've, you know, had a violation done and it was like, I was talking to a group of people and we were talking about one thing and somebody came in on that conversation and did something that they weren't supposed to do because they overheard it and I was talking with these people and I was agreeing to something with these people and someone came in and reached in and, and did something and I messaged the next day and said, hey, just so you know, you didn't have my consent to do that. I'm okay, but if you do it to somebody else, you could get in deep, deep shit. This is your warning call. This is you. Yeah. <laughs> no mas. No mas. Here's a little coffee. Wake up. 
I'm just thinking in some ways it's a compliment when somebody tells you about a consent violation because if they didn't ever want to be in your presence again, they wouldn't put themselves through the drama of even calling themselves on the carpet and talking to you about it. Yeah. If they're telling you it's because they're hoping that there's something in the future that you all can convene about. This this is why. Level of trust. Unfortunately, with that side caveat, there's a lot of people in the lifestyle that aren't mature enough to be able to handle a consent violation discussion without thinking that they're pieces of crap and that they haven't been able to, you know, I never catch a break. I'm consistently doing things wrong. Personal, 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 personal. What uh, Wall Street said earlier about not taking the personal, you got to follow it. Yeah. This is why I tell Doll I love her so much because she has put in so much effort. And I said to her, like, clearly, you must love me because... Time and energy is not cheap, and you've put in a lot of it. We had to kick a member out She's of... a good egg. She is. Um, we had to kick a member out of HAP last week for some bad behavior, and I pulled them aside before we kicked them out, and I said, hey, you know, here's what you're doing wrong. Let's some talk about it. And I tried to work them through that process, and meanwhile, I'm messaging Doll. I'm like, this is fucking hard. Why did you go through this bullshit? Like, I told her, I'm like, Jesus, like, what is wrong with you that you would do this? All right. Take it better than anybody Wall Street. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but you're right. It, it's 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 positive feedback. All right, uh, two quick points yep. to rush through. Um, take a second to reflect on why. Stop, think, then react. And sometimes react can be way later. Mm-hmm. The instance incident that I had in HAP yesterday, I was communicating with a fellow mods, and I was saying, "Here's why I was upset and angry." And one of them came to me and said, "Well, here's the other person's point of view, and here's why we, you know, what you said was problematic." And I saw their I saw. I, I read what they wrote. I understood their reasoning, and I was still angry. I was still like, "No, I'm right." But, like, but wh- like, I couldn't come up with a reason. Like, I, I just, I felt like, I felt like I wanted to be vindicated. So I actually said, "All right." I said, "Okay, I'm still angry, but I'm not going to make up some bullshit reason like every Facebook fight ends in. I'm going to stop. I'm going to think, and then either my anger's justified and I can verbalize it better, mm-hmm. or my anger's not justified and I've learned something. Right. And that's what I did. And I went and I just stewed on it for a while. Came back and I was like. Yeah, I, I messed up. You're right. Here's here's what I was thinking, and here's why it was a problem. Mm-hmm. So you, there's – in our instant gratification world, it's boom, 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 boom. We have to respond to every argument before someone else can get the word out. And sometimes it's just when you're called out, stop, think, breathe, stew on it. We're so close. I think that's why I can't <laughs> – Facebook is a little hard for me. I, oh. It drives me nuts at times because Almost. I'm one of those ones where I don't want to say something immediately. Yeah. I need to be able to kind of process, process it, it, make sure I know yeah. I can get I can verbalize exactly yeah. what I want to say because I know yeah. as soon right. you can say something immediately right. and instantly regret it. But right. yep. you've already said it; it's out can't there. Unring you can't a bell. take it yeah. back. Right. So I'm one of those ones where if I, I if I disagree or something. I may shut down or just be quiet just because I need to figure out what I want to say. Yes, no matter how much it pisses them off, (laughs) I need to be able to know how I need to tell him what I'm feeling. So there will be times I will not say anything, and it drives me nuts that he tries to push it out of me, but it's like I don't want to say something that I'm going to regret. Right. I don't. And that goes back to what we talked about the first show, the freeze or the flop. You sometimes, if you're going to report to someone that they, there's been a consent violation you can't always get it out in that moment right you know so when you do bring it up be respectful about it mm-hmm. yeah and last but not least don't half-ass the apology like 
if you apologize, apologize because you a you did something wrong. If you didn't do anything wrong, don't apologize. Like I'm not saying don't apologize just to make someone else feel right. better. Apologize because a you did something wrong. B, you recognize you did something wrong, and C, you genuinely feel bad about it. Yeah, we've all seen those fucked up media apologies where it's like, "I'm sorry your face got in the way of my fist." Like, no, it's. <laughs> I'm sorry you were offended by what I said. Exactly. Yeah. Not I'm sorry what I said was offensive. Now, to that point, if you don't believe what you said is offensive, right. it's better just not to say anything yes. than I'm sorry you were offended. Like. Yes. Stand your ground. I'm not saying don't stand your ground. If, if you believe what you did was right, sometimes disengagement is the best route. Yeah. Just keep your mouth shut and move on. Talk. We're not going to agree on this. Let's move to something else. Don't kind of make yourself look like the good guy and still be the bad guy at the same time. Okay. All right. I'm not well, saying nothing. Why is everybody looking at me? I didn't say Because we're expecting you to say something. Nope. That's right. Okay. No, you just said if I don't if I don't agree, shut my mouth. You know what? That's fine. I told you. are allowed I'm to disagree. You're allowed to disagree. I don't but got that kind of time. Up with a good reason. <laughs> we're I over. mean, no, if you've got genuine thoughts, I do want to hear it, and, and I promise I won't. I, no, won't I, I, I really don't. Okay. I really right. don't. I mean, you know, there. Yes, own your shit. If you fuck up, own your shit. It's that simple. Own your shit, and if you hurt one of your friends because you fucked up. Own that shit too. Mm-hmm. Be apologetic to your friends, unless you don't care. In which case, you know, tell them to fuck yeah. off. I tell then people, they're not really your friends. So. Yeah, I tell people to fuck off all the time, but they're people I don't give a shit about. So, right. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the people that you care about, the people in your tribe, the people in your family, if you hurt them, fucking own that shit. Yeah. Damn it, I'm sorry. I got to be a better person. I'll be the first one. To, I when I fuck up, I own it. I don't always think I fuck up. I guess it may take a minute, it. but you get there. Yeah. You know, when when you're saying, hey, this there was a consent violation, and I said before, you know, kind of check yourself. Was there a consent violation? Yeah, was wh- it malice or was it ignorance? You know, say, hey, this is a consent violation, but come to it, you know, in a respectful manner, saying, you know, look, maybe you didn't know this, but this crossed the line. You know, rather than you know, a- and deal with that person rather than put on Facebook. This person is a horrible person. This person violated my yeah, consent. Not, don't no, put people no, on that is, that is not the grown-up way now. to do this. Yeah. I, I would also say it's okay to explain without excusing. Yeah. You know, if there if the consent violation was based upon bad communication, mm-hmm. it's okay to say, "I'm sorry that I hurt you." Right. Here's what caused it. I didn't understand this. Right. Please know there was no malice intended. Yeah. At the same time, you don't deserve to be hurt, and I would never want that upon you. I explained what happened. Right. I did. I was ignorant of the situation. I never said it's not my fault. Right. I just said here's why it happened. Right. It's kind of a way of yeah. saying it wasn't my intent. It was not my intent. There's nothing wrong with saying that's not my intent right. if it really wasn't your intent. Right. All right. Wall Street's final thoughts. Consent violations come in all shapes and sizes. I think as we get forward in time, as we as a society grow, we're probably going to see more. That pendulum keeps swinging. Maybe it'll swing back. I don't know. You sharpen the end of that blade. Exactly. Just come around, take your head right off. Um. When accused of a consent violation, tensions run high. There is absolutely nothing wrong with taking a step back, stopping thinking. One thing I'm trying to get better at is disengaging in arguments. Like the the argument I had in HAP yesterday, I I could have gone on for another hour on that post. And as soon as I saw this is getting ugly, I'm like, you know what? I'm stepping away and I'm just going to keep my mouth shut because I don't want to say anything that's going to rile up anymore. I've, I haven't said what I wanted to say, but it's fine because if it's if it's going to cause problems... I'd rather not be heard than, than cause an explosion, which is really unlike me. What the fuck was I thinking? I'm always about explosions. You're growing way up way too much forward. kerosene. I'm getting better as a human being, an old I guy. guess. <laughs> That's what it is. You're an old guy now. You're growing and evolving. <laughs> when dealing with consent violations, patience for yourself and patience for the other people is necessary. 
not necessarily just placing yourself in their shoes, but it's also recognizing that, you know, people make mistakes and, and you do the best that you can treat others how you would like to be treated yourself, you know, that yeah. kind of happiness. All right. Wall Street. Yeah, that's it. Guys, what do we miss? Drop it in the comments below. Email us. Shoot us a message. Fuck. Drop us a voicemail. Um, for Cersei and Knots, for Bandit and Vixen, for Isaac and Faye, for KMFD Mike, for Wall Street, for Chapin, I'm your host, Mr. Romulo Trust. Um, this was the second Saturday show. So the next show is the live show. Yes. All right. We'll see you guys on Wednesday with a live show. Chapin, kick us out. sponsors they're for men use it anyway adult supervision recommended you're listening to the non-vanilla trist k101 podcast with mr nvt Guys on, that's all I want to do. Yeah, pull them pants in. Boobies!